Not that I have anything really ridiculous to say, but uh, we'll save it for the show. Save it for the show. We have a guest tonight. That's exciting. Yeah, I I have like a little interview figured out for him just because I kind of want to get his take on like, you know, being a fan that's really come into the sport the last couple years. Like, I don't know too many adults uh, or really yeah. many people at all that have jumped into NASCAR fandom the last few years. Yeah, um, same. And 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 he's he's one of the first. So uh, as long as I've known him, like I I knew he always had like a little bit of NASCAR past to him. But you know, the last few years he's he's gotten into watching races and stuff like with me on Sundays and like texting me and shit about it. So what was uh, it was it Larson saying the N word that got him into the sport? <laughs> No, no. Is, it's, is, it's, is he gonna say the N word on the show? He will not. Although he, he did say he's been he's he did say he's been he's thinking been about wa- it. No, he no he got into it because of gambling. It wasn't so much because there of it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, certainly. I mean, it was our fault. We made a mistake. Spider said it was clear. It wasn't clear, and you know, I, I didn't want to tear my car, tear his car, either. I respect everybody, and I demand respect. And, I apologize to the guy when he came over the car, explained to him what happened, and then he took it to another level when he started calling me an idiot and whatever else, and I don't appreciate that. I'm not going to take it. I told him how I feel. I called him out. He didn't show, you know, and so I'm good with it if he's good with it, but I'm not going to be disrespected by no means. Yeah, I guess uh, I had a dinner date at Applebee's last night that didn't find out until it was too late. It's a shame we love their riblets and boneless wings, but... uh... Got a well, little drinky poo on you. You got your bush light watermelons all ready to go. I, I got my sprite. I just got a water, man. I'm I am I need a few days to sip it on the sprite, yeah. I, I gotta detox for a little yeah. bit. From, not That's, that I drank extremely heavily, I just drank consistently for like five days, so yeah. I uh, purge all my body of all bush light from now until eternity. Oh, come on. Clear. Clear. Like they they haven't been sponsoring Kevin Harvick, who you don't like. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Grow the fuck up. What what has Ross ever done to Chase? What has Ross ever done to Chase? Nothing to Chase. I just can't stand him as a human being in general. He's... What are you be fucking talking about? He's not. He is the kind of guy who's gonna who would like hold the can upside down because he's never drank a beer before, or he's a severe alcoholic and we just don't know about it. Those are my. He's just a weird little. He's a weird little fucking nerd. He's never done anything incredibly Mm. offensive or mean or like. (laughs) Have you been watching the same series we had? Listen, I'm, I'm, on the track is one thing. I'm talking about off the track with this person. Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah, oh, he hadn't choked anybody like Cody Ware, I guess. So that we know. Of. <laughs> or like Landon Huffman's dad, the guy who got it—he got assaulted by who was that again? Uh, that uh, some dickhead. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, look, look the crumbs, crams, the crams. <laughs> who fucking? <laughs> I don't fucking. Well, there's there's right, Jake well. Crumb and then there's Dawson Cram. I get them mixed up. I don't know, but. All right, well, this, welcome to Applebee's, folks. <laughs> We're uh. This is your worn out po- racing podcast. Uh, I am I am Brian K as always with Ashley and Rob, and we got to keep all that yelling about Ross and and Bush in the very beginning because uh, oh, I think we talk it, yeah. about that at some point. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Big Bush fan already. Already been drinking it for years. Now my man's gonna be driving it. They just got to come out with the watermelon flavor next year, and we're good to fucking go. Now they just got to find someone man enough for Big Bush, Real Bush, Regular Bush uh, to sponsor. It's all just, bush light. 
That's right. It brings some of that toxic masculinity into you, the show. You mean the bush, the bush heavy, bush heavies, if <laughs> bush you will. Heavies, baby. And yeah, now Ashley's gonna 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 clam She's, right up on that. I just don't. I just don't understand. Given that one of the biggest sponsorships in the sport is someone that I wouldn't want to drink a beer with. Has anyone ever seen him drink a beer? Has anyone ever seen him drink anything? I'm yeah. pretty sure he gets all of his just hydration from a smashed watermelon. Just sucking, sucking the juice it. out yeah. of melons. Sucking yeah. that melon juice right off the ground. Yeah, and that is a perfect yeah. thing to infuse into Bush Light. It's perfect. Well, they haven't announced that there's going to be a Bush Light watermelon, but that'd be fucking dumb if they didn't do it because that is the yeah, ultimate tie-in, and that shit would sell out at yeah. racetracks nationwide. They're doing peach. They're going to do watermelon. They did apple before, too, which I know you were, you were a people fan just, of. People just keep yeah, was, wanting gross. it back. I loved it, and I'm also one of those people who wants that shit back. But uh, I'm sure, regardless, watermelon will be the flavor yeah. next year. Yeah, Bushlight peppermint, just in time for Christmas. Whew. Well, they do. They did do a, a, a Bud Light peppermint seltzer, which actually wasn't that bad. But that oh. is sort of mm. in that wheelhouse. Yikes! I, well, <laughs> it tasted. It tasted like Coors. <laughs> it sounds like a random word generator on this show right now with all these flavors that are getting dropped out of here. <laughs> it's written by AI, folks. But yeah, that's a. I, it, it's NASCAR is funny because it's the only sport where fans will just sit here and talk about corporate sponsorship deals. <laughs> like literally, I don't think any, there's any other room for that in the world. No. No, <laughs> but, it, but it is pretty fucking shocking though. To for I mean, SHR is in a real world of shit now. Though Advent yeah, Health, maybe there's an old switcheroo. Bacon money eventually. Too. Yeah, Almarola. It sounds a lot like he's not going to be around next year. Um, well, maybe maybe they'll move over to to Barry because Barry's kind of got that similar like aw shucks personality that uh, Eric does, except he's like a better driver, and uh, I think he's more personable. But maybe that's just yeah. me. I mean, I like Josh Barry a lot for a multitude of reasons, but yeah, would that would be good. Also, Advent Health is. Uh, it's a contract year for them with Trackhouse, so maybe they'll jump ship if Bush is going to come in and take up some of the real estate. But I don't know. I don't think Justin Marks is the kind of guy who's going to turn money down. So definitely huge, though. Bush has been with uh, – or Budweiser has been with Kevin Harvick for, God, how long? Ever since they left Dale, right? Pretty much since since the RCR days. Yeah, so long time. And it's crazy to see him uh, jump over to what would have been Chip Ganassi Racing. Uh, just this track house has only been around for like f- fucking three years. Go ahead and marinate oh. on that one for a little bit. Hey, sometimes sometimes big team, or, you know teams make big big uh, you know statements right off the bat, and Justin definitely did that. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, yeah, that's beer talk for the show. Um, yeah, last week was barbecue, wasn't it? And this week it's it's light it's beer. beer. <laughs> I mean, I, well, I'll just say this. So my my race weekend a race excursion weekend was completed and i drank lots of beers going to three races in four days which uh sounds a lot better than four and seven so we'll just go with three races in four days is the fourth one uh gonna get was that that's utica rome right fourth one is utica but uh that's next thursday correct no 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 it's it, it it's this coming friday but um uh it's probably not happening uh, the weather ain't looking too hot right now, and um, I'm going to be with a, a, a BMX buddy of mine that I haven't seen in years, so uh, there's well, probably a good chance I won't be there. But in other, but it, as far as Dirt Modifieds go, um, I will end up driving one in August now, which I'm incredibly excited about. That is exciting. Well, I was going to say uh, Ross Chastain is going to be strapping into a big block at Utica Rome uh, coming up here. Oh. I think it's this, this coming race that you're supposed to go to, so your yeah, favorite driver... No, 
I'll pull it up. Is that true? Yeah. Well, fuck. I guess I'll have to look that up, and, and maybe I'll have to change plans, but uh, we'll see yep. what happens. Short Track Super Series coming up here. That just got announced today. Mm-hmm. 61,000 I'm sorry 61,000 6,100 to win that's more like it for short track super series and he's running the Richie Evans remembered event so there you go folks interesting well July 20th so that is the event you're supposed to go to no it's not today's oh, the 12th after. that's right I'm so fucking lost on time but yeah Chastain there's a, a modify which is cool that is cool um weird though on the 20 like where oh they're in Pocono next weekend right uh, that makes yeah sense. that makes yeah. sense yeah okay yeah that makes sense cool well uh some racing happened this weekend yeah you and guys were like at said, it we went to most of it um the only thing none of us went to was uh we didn't go to the xfinity race which was fine i mean i can't after coming home from the truck race i watched it and yeah. it was i you know i don't really it care it was a much race for, that happened yeah yeah, I don't really care much for John Harnemacek. It was no. fine. wasn't the most exciting race. This is <laughs> kind of funny how he those... won it. How Colin completely shat themselves right. on national <laughs> television. <laughs> <laughs> let, let John Hunter Nemechek of all people win. Yeah, they pulled a nice I mean, JRM move there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they almost made up for it on Sunday, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was whatever. This is one of those rare instances where the cup race is better than the xfinity race uh on a weekend so we have a lot more to say about atlanta or you know about the cup race uh later on in the show we do that we do now brian Um, you didn't go to the arca race did you no i didn't go to the arca race Uh, i had other stuff going on that day um just just washing your hair (laughs) you know i had i had had to walk your dog mow the lawn (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, man. I was going to fucking three races in four days. I had to get all my chores and shit out of the way. I'm not judging you. I'm just picking an excuse to not watch a fucking Arca race. <laughs> Which was a shit yeah. show. Yeah. Or well, at least it was remembered as a shit show anyway, with Dean Thompson getting taken out by that, uh, what the fuck was his name? H- Hingarani or some weird shit. Yeah, some it, child. It pulled him out of a hat. He won a contest, yeah. and <laughs> that's the last contest I'll ever win. <laughs> He won himself a nice one-race suspension. He sure did. Lots of suspensions coming down from NASCAR today. J.B. Fortin just got one for uh, causing some shit at Wall Stadium in the Modifieds, but that's a whole other story. Mm. Yeah, the ARCA race, I didn't watch any of that. Uh, I don't think there's anything that I'd rather watch less than ARCA on a road course. It's just... <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I, I was I riding know. bikes. I'd, no thanks. Yeah, that's a, um, good, that's a good time to go do chores or some shit, you know? Yeah. But uh, Saturday, uh, I did make my way to Mid-Ohio for the truck race. And um, shout out to my buddy Kyle from Columbus. He, uh, somebody I met on Instagram a while ago, and he works for Bass Pro Shops and had some free tickets for the race, and one of them went to me. So uh, that was pretty cool of him. Um, Met him and his lady, and then my buddy Adam and another friend of his were also there, so we hung out all day. Uh, I managed to get to the track right as it started raining, so that was cool. Great timing, but um, <laughs> you forgot your Crocs great. at home. Yeah, your Crocs and your. I, f- I did forget my Crocs at home. Uh, I did, bag. however. I no, I had the poncho from North Wilkesboro that didn't get used was still in my car, so thankfully I did have that with me. Uh, but we also had a we had a pretty good spot under a pavilion for all of the rain, so uh, didn't really get too wet or anything, which was which was a relief. 
Um, but the race was fine. I mean, uh, you know, they started, it definitely took probably an hour and a half, two hours longer than it should have from start to finish just because they, you know, delayed a little bit f due to the rain because for a while it was downpouring pretty good and the track had a lot of standing water on it right. in certain parts. Um, and they started in the rain and then eventually it got dry. So it was cool to see that again. Um, it's the second time this year I've seen that live, uh, this time with trucks. Uh, the race is okay. I mean, we sat in the one big spot with the s's where pretty much everybody sits i mean i've walked around that place numerous times and there's a couple decent spots to watch but uh three years in now and that's pretty much the best place to watch anything um and it was is, a good time you know is there a screen around there for you to watch yes yes there is. that's okay. that's that's the other that's reason why, why everybody there. gets yeah. yeah everybody sits on that hill the s's are right there there's usually a good amount of action and then the tv screen's right there for the rest of the race so uh so, you pretty much got everything you need right let there. me ask you this uh I've never been to a road course event uh, for NASCAR or really mm -hmm. at all. I've seen some track day shit and all that, but never a major event. Mm -hmm. um, if mid Ohio wasn't the closest place for you to go watch NASCAR racing, would you actually go to that facility to watch a race? Is that an experience you would recommend to people? Just out of uh, curiosity. I, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a very nice, uh, easy to get around facility. Um, that it, it's i wouldn't say you know, never going to road america it's hard to really say it's comparable to road america because it's really right. not but it is it's in a very nice lush field there are a bunch of trees in certain parts of the track uh you can really spend a good amount of time just walking around and and being in some greenery while watching racing yeah. which is really nice i kind of so, yeah, i mean i kind of assume that's the way you want to take it in is by moving around too because you can't least, see the entire track yeah the the first year um I definitely did a lot more of that than than the last couple, but uh, yeah, the first year I just walked around quite a bit and and got the whole lay of the land. And but since then, I mean, yeah, that one spot's yeah, that's the spot. Pretty much all you need. That's cool. Yeah, but they let you uh, bring your own beer in in there and uh. Oh yeah, it's just like everything else. I mean, the only oh, yeah. thing. So, I guess we might as well get into this real quick. Uh, uh, my good old buddy Spotter Brett made a tweet about Ohio needs a NASCAR <laughs> race and. I think first off, right off the bat, it's like, well, motherfucker, they do have at least one, and they, they've had racing in the past. There, there's another track that was sort of in this area called uh, Mansfield Park that they used to run oh, yeah. trucks and maybe even Xfinity, but that track is no longer with us. Um, while it would be great for Mid-Ohio to get a cup race, I feel like the facilities would probably need a few more upgrades before that were to happen. Um, not so much with, like, grandstands and things like that, but there aren't really bathrooms there um it's the woods right it's all just like, it's, it's all just porta potties <laughs> little piss really. fest I mean, there out might, there <laughs> there might be bathrooms somewhere in the pits or whatever but yeah for for spectators it's all just porta potties dig a hole and, bring you know, a shovel be <laughs> sure why not it's just like you um, do in the rest of ohio from what i gather so <laughs> not last not not last night um, you know. <laughs> we'll get to the, the outlaw race. I really want to talk about that, but that's cool. Mm -hmm. I've, like I said, I've never been to one of those events. I've always wanted to go, and uh, I've always been. We haven't talked about it on the show since it is the closest track to you. Uh, yeah, it is kind of fascinating to me, and I, I get where Brett was coming from a little bit. Like, they, it's crazy that besides Mansfield, there really hasn't been an oval, or never was an oval that was built in Ohio. And there's a lot of big fucking cities. 
in Ohio well, that you think maybe back in the heyday they would have tried to build something. I guess Kentucky is kind of close, right? And well, Indianapolis there's, there's is a, right there. And There's a couple. I mean, there's Toledo has Toledo Speedway, which, uh, I mean, Toledo's technically the home of ARCA. That's um, right. And, Toledo is there. Yeah. And to that track, I mean, I, I don't know if it had Xfinity or Bush at any point there. Might have had trucks at some point. So it's had some stuff there. Um, a little bit east of there is uh, Sandusky Speedway, which is another asphalt track that's been around for many, many years, and also the home of Thor Sport uh, there in Sandusky. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it, there are tracks in Ohio. Uh, you know, I don't know where you would do it, though. I mean, mid-Ohio would be cool. Um, I, I'm going to say don't fucking put – A, uh, for, for many reasons, Eldora is not going to have NASCAR again. <laughs> Let's just Probably say that. Like, I don't know no. why anybody even suggested that, but no, that ain't have fucking happening. It would uh, be cool. It happen. It, I, mm. I would like to well, see be, it. Well, even even last night at the at the Outlaws race, like I was talking to some guys in front of me about Eldora, and they were saying like Attica is usually a better race than Eldora, and it's like I was trying to get even from them some more info, like why the fuck does that track like it's such a cool facility and it seems like it races like shit and. So to, to hear all that from even sprint car and, and late model fans, like why the hell would you want to see cup cars, which already don't run that well on dirt, run there? Like, I'm good. I'm just coming purely from the, like, recently seeing the place with my own two eyes for the first time yeah. and how weird of a shape it actually is in person. It'd be cool to see. It's cool to see any race car get around there. And uh, I really wish I would have had a chance to go see the trucks after being in the facility. But I guess the sort of decline in quality of racing from what I hear, and I don't know if this is just dirt track guys shitting on NASCAR or if there's actually real truth to it. I'm sure that it's somewhere in the middle, but apparently the whatever they did to treat the dirt to bring in the trucks and bring the facility to the spec to handle all that weight and sort of uh, bring it up to a certain spec for truck racing um, has greatly affected the way the track rubbers out and spreads out. So, yeah. That's I think maybe I said that on a previous episode. I don't know, but um, yeah, I don't know. I would like to see. I, I'd still like to see Cup go there just for fun. But you're right. There's a billion reasons it won't happen, and most of them are business. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I w- I would love to see Cup come to anywhere in Ohio. Um, I mean, shit, Cleveland's got some interesting streets you could run on, and um, fucking airport, buddy. Bring back Burke Lakefront if we're gonna do that. Well, there's there's the airport, but I feel like I don't know. I, I personally would be much more into a street race here in Cleveland because one thing about Cleveland that um, uh, my buddy Sawyer, who I stayed with in Atlanta this week, and he works in TV production, and one of the things we talked about was how he almost moved to Cleveland years ago because Cleveland for a little while was becoming a hotbed of, of TV and film as far as being used to shoot here. One of the reasons why was because Cleveland – had no problem shutting down whatever streets you wanted to film shit. Uh, there is a, a pretty wild scene that was shot in downtown Cleveland for uh, one of the Fast and the Furious movies where cars are like falling out of a building onto the streets below. They allowed that. So like they have Cleveland is not that busy of a city. Like it's decent sized yeah. and there's some weird roads and, and turns and shit that would if you integrated into the race would be pretty interesting. But um you know, I don't think, especially compared to Chicago, like it wouldn't shut down the city if we had to close off, you know, a section of it to to have a race. But you know, that's a fucking pipe dream. Yeah. Uh, I think we would probably get a better chance of, you know, the airport race happening with Indy again than we do uh, NASCAR coming here. But yeah, are, are they going to have them race by the uh, Christmas Story House? Oh, 
that would be so the, the only landmark I know in Cleveland, Ohio. It's the only one. <laughs> the, the Christmas Story house is actually not that incredibly far away from like downtown and the airport and stuff. So I don't think you could do it there, though. Wouldn't it wouldn't work? Well, what's the point then? Seriously, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. They had to park um, that big old FedEx plane out in the runway at Burke to give everybody something to look at back in the day. You all see that IndyCar footage. So, it's nothing out there. Um, Shitting on Cleveland. <laughs> Listen. Motherfucker, you live in Worcester. Don't even don't even start with me about Worcester. I got Tom- Thompson, 20 miles south. I got Stafford. 40 miles south. I got tracks everywhere, baby. I can get the fuck out of here whenever I need to. But I guess you do, too. And you did get out because you went to Attica uh, last night. I did go to Attica last night. I finally... First World of Outlaws race. World of Outlaws. My first ever World of Outlaws race. And and I'm not going to lie. I was definitely a little bit tired and and apprehensive. Not so much that I was going to see some bad racing, but just like, ugh. One more, one more drive, one more race to, to go to. But uh, long story short, it was it was a really good time. But I'll get into it now. So yeah. Attica's a little over an hour from my house, about an hour fifteen, and it's a pretty boring drive. Like it's you know about forty five minutes or so on the highway, and then just fifteen miles through cornfields, and all of a sudden you're in this little town, and there's the track. That's, that's um, every dirt track in Ohio right there. Which, yeah, is, is also true, because I've, now I've been to at least a few different little tracks. Exactly how Eldora is, too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the, the, the facility itself, it's, I thought it was um, just its own racetrack, but it's actually uh, the, part of the fairgrounds down there. And um, kind of like the Lorraine County asphalt track I just went to, um, this was one of those weird tracks that didn't really have walls. Like, there's obviously a front stretch wall, a retaining wall for, you know, fans and whatnot. But other than that, it's just kind of like slightly banked turns with yeah. no backstretch wall you or anything. You jump which, the cushion, you're just on the other side of the hill, yeah. Yeah, which, which happened a handful of times, but there were no real wild wrecks. A couple cars went over, but no no crazy flips or anything. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I went with a suggestion that both Rob and my buddy Bobby and also my buddy Dylan made to go with the pit pass rather than just a ticket, which this is stupid me not thinking about this in any other short track race I've been to. I thought if you bought a pit pass, you still had to buy a regular ticket, which is not at all the case. Oh. And the pit pass is only $5 more. So I was like, well, of course I'm going to do that. Um, I had thought that the pits were going to be inside the track like they are at other racetracks, but nope, they were on the outside. So when I first got there, I just kind of walked through the pits and, and I didn't really look at the entry list or anything as to who was going to be there. And, but I noticed Larson alert was there and Casey Kane was there and, uh, Alex, Bo- Alex Bowman's, uh, team was there, but he wasn't driving. I forget the guy's name who was driving. Uh, but, Darren um, Pittman's filling in for him right now. Legendary driver, uh, who's retired like six times. It feels like, <laughs> in the past couple years so but yeah he's filling in for alex and uh, he's like he's running at eldora tonight too and he'll be at the king's royal and all that so yeah he's he's kind of back there were some other guys that i did know like uh you know sheldon houndschild and um donnie schatz uh rico wasn't there which kind of bummed me out because like he's one of the only like dirt guys that i know and kind of follow just based on his personality um so it's kind of bummed to not see him but a lot of the non-outlaw guys probably saving their shit for uh, the million 
that's that's fair but the one point that the guy in front of me made when we were kind of just talking about stuff before the race was that i guess rico he tends to be one of those guys that runs historic races and you know the brad Doty classic does kind of have you know some history to it so yeah i guess that's why they were surprised he wasn't there but again there's a million dollar race coming up this weekend i get why yeah i mean i'll be honest with you too i'm a little surprised he wasn't there and i feel like if the million and king's royal weren't back to back right after this he probably would have been but three fucking giant 410 events in a row and the one that has the least payout i i don't know if i'm looking to not fuck my shit up which can happen in an outlaw race very easily i Mm -hmm. might consider not showing up too especially if i'm not part of the uh the points fund or uh going for outlaw points and all that which that's something that i need to figure out and we'll have to have a whole talk about that uh, later on down we'll, the road, we'll how, have the talk. Yeah, how the whole <laughs> sit in my lap and talk about World of Outlaws versus the rest of 410 racing. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, just more like how the point structure and all that shit works because I didn't really understand that at all. But, but anyways, the race itself. So, um, but let me talk about this before we get into the racing. Uh, the merch. Uh, there were not as many trailers. Uh, at this race as there were for a NASCAR race, but there were a lot of merch trailers and a lot yeah. of individual drivers trailers, which I, I found uh, a little bit surprising, but well, I guess knowing, you know, yeah, knowing that like, um, a, uh, that there's not an in- incredible amount of money in these races themselves, but also b the cost of doing merch and bringing your own trailer is exponentially lower than it is say at a cup race. I guess it kind of makes sense that, you know, you just have your little toe behind trailer and, and haul shit out and people were buying stuff. Um, I did buy, uh, and you'll have to get the pronunciation of his last name for me. Uh, the shark racing team, Logan, what's his name? Shuhart. Shoehart, Shoehart. I, I, I called him Shoe Shark before. Logan, um, Logan, <laughs> Logan Shoehart. Shoehart, yeah. Why, why are you whispering? Shoe Shark. I'm trying to feed you the answer so that the well, crowd can't it. hear it. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I did buy one of his shirts just because uh, I thought it was really cool and had a lot of yeah, shark, colors in Shark it, racing has cool fucking merch. Uh, I'm more of a Jacob Allen guy. That's what, yeah, uh, Alex, Son of Bobby. Our friend, Alex, yeah. Our friend Alex was told me to go say hi to him, which I unfortunately didn't do. But, yeah, he's, uh, a, he's a pretty cool dude. Um, one, one other thing I'll say about the merch, though, is, is these motherfuckers got to get with it and start putting the cars back on the front because I think like 80% yeah. of the shirts uh, had the stupid, even the one I bought, the graphic was on the back, but I just liked the color so much that I had to have it. So, but uh, Larson, most of his shirts, all the graphics were on the front, so he knows what's up. He does. Um, um, but yeah, I did. I did get my picture with Casey Kane real quick. I had to do that. Uh, that Thank only you. took three yeah, seconds. By request, yeah. yeah. Now, can you spend the next fifteen minutes talking about how dreamy he is? Oh God, he is. What a what a what a gorgeous man. Like he still looks. He still looks amazing. I get why all you ladies love him. He's an absolute dreamboat, and looks like he hasn't aged a day. So no, good for he him. Just, he gets- <laughs> He somehow gets more attractive with age. He's a good-looking uh, dude. It's it's some guys kind of not age in reverse so much, but you know we we tend to look a little bit better as we get older. Because I I am one that I look back at pictures of myself when I was in my twenties and like I definitely think I look better now as I approach forty. Casey, I, I like just, myself more now. That's for sure. I don't know if I look better, but <laughs> well, that that, that helps. I like me. That helps too. Yeah, for sure. Um. 
but yeah, now let's get into the actual racing itself, I suppose. Yeah. So just um, before we get started here, I know you've seen wing sprints before, but on pavement, and that was just yeah. a few weeks ago. Yep. I explain the first time you saw one of these fuckers rip a lap in hot laps, because for me, the first time I saw that, which also wasn't that long ago, I've been watching World of Outlaws and 410s for a while, but mm. there's not a lot of dirt racing like that up here in New England, so... When I saw it at Charlotte last year for the first time, seeing one of those fuckers go full bore and to the corner is breathtaking. And uh, how did it make you feel? Did you did you did your heart explode? Did you? I, I wouldn't say it was. I wouldn't say it was that strong of a reaction. But I mean, it was instantly just like, oh wow, this is fucking sick. Like, yeah. Within 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 you know the first couple hot laps, it was like, oh okay, I get it now. Um, not yeah. that I did not that I didn't get it before, but I mean, it's something else up, in person, man. People say that about NASCAR too. Like you don't yeah. really get it until you feel all thirty six of them come by and knock your hat off and all that. But it's the same with sprint cars. It's just like. It's visceral and insane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as much as I love Dirt Modifieds, and that's what I grew up watching, it still doesn't compare to the the speed and just nimbleness uh, of sprint cars. It's insane. And, uh, yeah. yeah, it was really, really cool. Like, it was, yeah, within within a few minutes, it's like, yep, I'm into this. I'll be definitely trying to make it to more races uh, this year and years coming because uh, it was really fucking cool. But in saying that, as I mentioned, Kyle Larson was there, and I was texting you, and I was texting my buddy Dylan, who Dylan is a go-kart racer, written into the show. He almost came out last night, ended up not being able to make it, but he was like, ah, you know, Larson, don't, he's like, I forget who he said to watch, uh, Gravel, I think, was one of them. Um, yeah, David Gravel, he's on a tear, but Larson's so good at Attica, it's it's no surprise that well he like so dylan was like ah he, he he's he's probably not the one to watch meanwhile it's like motherfuckers already won two of these things yeah uh, i didn't learn that till after the fact so david gravel is having a pretty absurd year right now though he looks very very good and honestly like if you're playing dirt draft you kind of always got to pick up gravel right now uh he's he's certainly the championship favorite in my opinion but uh mm -hmm. not bad advice but yeah anytime larson rocks up to a attica in particular you kind of got to watch out for him yeah um so he was fast he ended up i i think pulling the fastest lap or was he the first or second in qualifying was I fastest say. qualifier yeah yeah fastest qualifier you know led his led his uh he won his heat um i think he won he didn't the, win the uh, dash uh, he didn't win james the dash? mcfadden won if i remember correctly okay um, which that was another thing that even the guy in front of me tried to explain. I didn't quite understand why that race was happening, but whatever. If you want, if you want to try to explain it to me in more detail now, uh, by all means. Uh, it's like just why a, they have the dash. It's just another layer of drama. That's all it is. It's how they decide who, because um, this straight up qualifying. Um, and this is just my opinion. I don't know if this reflects any other dirt racing fans out there, but to me, because the track changes so drastically, they already break it up into two flights, right? So that mm -hmm. it's whoever gets the fastest lap, um, it's completely dependent on the condition of the track oftentimes. So what they do, and again, I don't know if this is the official reason, but I like it for this reason. They have the drivers draw at random out of a hat and they send them out there and do a quick heat race to settle who's going to fill out the top eight. Okay. And I feel like it, it probably, there might be another reason for it, but that's always the reason why I enjoy that format is because qualifying is not something that is, it's not, 
I mean, I guess all racing is kind of like that. The track condition does change, but it's so drastic in a sprint car on dirt that uh, going purely off times is not exactly the fairest way to determine who leads them off. That's just uh, my ah. opinion. All right, well, there you go. There's the answer. Really, um, it's something I... else to watch, though, and make them race again, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, that's, you know, um, there was just, from the time that cars first hit the track until the last lap, it was it was pretty much nonstop stuff going on the whole time, which was good. Um, you, you got a good outlaw show, too, where there was no support divisions, like fucking yeah, crate just... mods or whatever bullshit they've, Kenny Wallace is running that week, you know? It's <laughs> not, straight not outlaws. I... Like, yeah, not that I... You know, if, if late models are there, that would have been cool. But I mean, we got I got plenty of a show last night before, yeah. you know. Uh, also, real quick, before I get into the actual race itself, let me talk a couple more things about the facilities. So the facility itself, um, pretty basic as far as food and beer was concerned. Prices were fine and affordable. There was no, uh, um, you know, no toilet water or anything that interesting to to drink. But, uh, you know, it was fine. It was it was a great experience that way. In case you didn't listen to the Eldora episode, that is a cocktail, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that is not something Brian or any of us do on the show. <laughs> Though I suppose you could. Stick yeah. a straw in the trough. Mm-hmm. I love when um, they put ice in the trough, too. It's like a nice little frozen... Co- anyway. Uh, I don't do that. Eh, good. Well, I, I, I believe you, Rob. You're um, selling it really hard, Rob. Yeah. So something makes me think. <laughs> Listen to the Eldora episode, please. Google it. <laughs> but yeah, but concessions were affordable and pretty unremarkable. <laughs> yeah, that's where you were going yeah. with that. <laughs> um, and you know, uh, I ended up sitting pretty much right in front of the start finish line, um, surrounded by a bunch of older dudes. And uh, I tweeted to this, but um, there was a, a much older gentleman right to my left uh probably in his 60s or so and uh he he, he looks over at me and notices my hat and he's like ah I see you're in your Irvin hat you know he's like i i was there in 94 in, in michigan when he got killed and i was like I just kind of looked at him like he didn't he didn't die and he's like yeah he did i saw it I'm like no nah, man he didn't die like like he he fucking won three years later he won two years later i was at the race he won he's not dead and 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 I think it took a couple more minutes of me speaking like that where I still don't think he actually believed me. He's like, well, you know, you, you seem you seem like your opinion's strong enough that you must not be lying to me. I'm like, all right, dude, you know, you don't have to pull it up on the fine. Google form. He saw what he saw. Yeah, I, I don't think he knows how to use Google. He he looked like the guy, and and I he's don't know. He's a word of mouth kind of guy. Uh, he look, So he looks like the guy from the Facebook meme with Bush's baked beans, the guy who's thinking about those beans. I don't know if that makes sense to anybody, yeah. but I know that meme incredibly well. He looked like that guy. Um, if I that can't wait to be that all. guy. I think I'm like just a few years off, tucking yeah. my shirt into my shorts, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, I could I could see that, Rob. But um, can't wait. So, so, anyways, the racing itself. Um, like I said, it was really, really good to watch. I was told to bring goggles. It was kind of dusty, but not so much dusty to where it was bothering like me personally. But it was the, the way the dust kind of stood over the track itself and the way the track was lit didn't necessarily make it incredibly clear to see what was going on. I mean, not that you couldn't see what was going on, but I mean, only towards the last t- towards the main event. That's when it really started to get kind of dusty. Yeah, TV definitely makes it look like uh, whiteout conditions at a lot of Ohio tracks, and 
it, it really, I don't know. I've been to Charlotte too, which is also a notoriously dusty facility. And fortunately, the night I was there, it, it rained a little bit, so it kind of tamped it down a bit. But it's never as bad as it looks on the highlight reel. But uh, it does get fucking dusty, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> never brought sure. goggles though. I mean, I, yeah, I swung by Walmart on the way and just grabbed a pair of safety goggles, and that did the trick. But um, so the race itself, uh, it was a Larson show. Um, you know, there were a handful of cautions, and and I, I I feel like I jinxed this myself saying this as I walked in and saw him there. I was like, I told I told you guys if I see another fucking Larson win, because <laughs> I've been to a, many different races this year probably i don't know seven eight nine races whatever uh cup xfinity trucks now world of outlaws short tracks aside from the lorraine county race i went to and the mid-ohio race everything i've been to has now been won by either larson or william byron every single one of them They're and dogs yeah um <laughs> yeah i've seen a lot of william byron wins lately i'm all set on that but um, yeah yeah i mean full of this I can't I can't deny Larson was was great to watch. I mean, he's he's an amazing driver. You know, what, whatever you think about him as a human being or, or whatever, like it's inarguable. He's he's one of the best we, we're going to see in our generation. That's a fact. One thing I'll say about the race itself, and I don't know if this is just his skill level or how the way restarts work. It always seemed like he was getting a very big jump uh, at the at the restarts and that gap didn't really change a whole lot throughout the green flag runs. I mean, there were a couple times when guys got a few car lengths closer, but at, at pretty much every point he would jump out to, I don't know, between six and 10 car lengths and pretty much kept that lead until the next caution. And then it would just start right back up again. Yeah. He didn't um, get too, too far out from anybody. And, uh, you know, he was always about a mistake and a half away from having the lead taken away. And the, but the battle behind him was absolutely fierce. I, I do feel like if maybe if there were a couple less cautions, maybe things would have turned out a little bit differently just because towards the end they were finally getting into lap traffic and, you know, Larson was kind of having to weave through those guys and, and that's kind of when the gap between first and second was, was really at its closest. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was a Larson show. I uh, wasn't even expecting to see him and there we go. I saw another fucking Larson win, so... Uh, it was what it was, but overall, just a great experience. I'm very glad I went. I will definitely be going to the Sharon race, whatever the next one is there. Maybe another race or two. We'll see what happens. Unfortunately, I won't be making it to Eldora this weekend, but uh, I will definitely be back uh, 100% at it, the Outlaws. Very good. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that because uh, I need an excuse to come out to Ohio again. So we'll uh, we'll, we'll hit some shit up. Yeah. Um, so that was two of my three races. And before we get into our uh, the third race, which Ashley was also there for, and our friend, uh, my friend, Mike from First 7-Inch Club, he's going to be joining us in a few minutes to talk about it. Because That's true, a is, guest. Yes, our first ever guest, and he's not a, necessarily a racing person. But uh, as a fan podcast, which that's what we are, uh, I want to get the perspective of a fan going to their first race i want to talk about that um and this was mike's first nascar race so once he's on the show in a few minutes we'll get into that but uh we do got to talk about some darfs and uh yeah i guess we, do we want to talk what else we we had something else to talk well, about well real, real quick ashley i wanted to ask you have you ever been to an outlaw race 
Or a four ten race? I haven't been to a four ten. I've been to the class below that, so I Not still need to check off. Yeah. yeah. I just think so that means we got to hit the off. finals. We got to go to the world finals yeah, together. I know. I know. I wanted to go last year, but goddamn, those tickets are pricey. I'm telling you, the pit pass though, one fifty for three days for the access you get, and I'm sure we could oh, probably bad. through some friends we can probably uh, get some uh, crazy access. Um, I don't want to write any checks that can't cash, but uh, right. <laughs> even just with a regular pit pass though, uh, you can really experience a lot um, down there, and it really it ain't that ain't that uh, unaffordable. So I'll, let's put that on everyone. Put that on your calendars right now. Get Is your little pencils out. November yeah. first week in November. On. Yeah, it's like Thursday to uh, Saturday. Well, it's generally not a week where shit's going on, so I, exactly. I feel like I could probably pull that off. Yeah, um, I will yeah, be there, and then maybe the yeah. rest of y'all will, and hopefully uh, all Good the way listeners to finish will be out there. the season. Really, for sure, live mm-hmm. from the Thirsty Beaver. <laughs> so uh, let's half, let's do, half alive. Let's talk about. I just remembered. Let's talk about the Dar first, and then we'll talk about uh, race lengths, and that'll lead us into Atlanta. Oh, yeah, um, the door for the week. That's right. I, so. I had a couple things I wanted to mention too. Sure, let it rip. Oh, right now. Sure, if you want. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just wanted to ask you guys if y'all listened to the new Dell Junior uh, Becoming Earnhardt podcast. I not, haven't listened to it yet. yet. I really, I really want to though. My our buddy Bobby Marcos uh, worked on yeah. that apparently, and the little trailer he put up looks so cool. It's yeah. so fucking. The first episode's only thirty minutes long. It just kind of sets it up. So I think there's going to be like six episodes total. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. That said, I'm very, very much looking forward to giving that a listen. Yeah. Yeah. The way I, I, I listened to yesterday's uh, Dale Jr. podcast and uh, just hearing him talk about that, uh, you know, it definitely seems like something he put a lot of passion into and he's already most of the stuff he does i mean his heart's in the right place and he really yes. cares about the output so i can't imagine this not being amazing so i'll obviously be listening to it the other thing i wanted to mention is uh, tomorrow which i guess when this podcast drops so today will be mm-hmm. the 30th anniversary of davy's death davy allison's death That's so right. yes uh, and our tomorrow. first it wasn't our first video of the week I, I think it's one of the videos of the week that um Day, I, I I found this random New England. Um, Fuck, thirty years! Wow. Sorry, that's this, just, yeah. This crazy. This day. random New England pre-race show from from that New Hampshire race, and I think it's like one of Davy's last interviews, and it's one of those things that it's it's just you never really see. Uh, if 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 it's not on the playlist, I'll have to add it. But you should definitely check that out, especially since we're coming into New Hampshire this coming weekend. Yeah, I know we didn't do a video of the week this week, but if anyone wants to watch a really good Davy Allison video, I know I know both of you have seen it because me and Rob have definitely talked about it before. But it's a short film that Fox put together uh, in 2018 called Davy Lives On. Oh yeah, yeah. That one, it's so fucking good. It's about how oh, the uh, organ Davey donation? was a organ donor, oh, and it yeah. discusses like the family who the man who got his heart after he passed away and like uh, i watched it earlier and i fucking bawled for like 30 minutes every time i I watch that video like once a year around this time and every fucking time it it gets me right in the fucking feels i would say that's the one thing that fox is really really good at is those little short documentaries like the dick trickle one 
was incredible. Yeah, that one. The yeah. Davy one was awesome. And there's a couple more that are just fantastic. So we shit on Fox a lot, but they, they get that right. Yeah. Yeah. The short films never miss. Yeah. 30 years. Wow. What a. Mm. So that was the year. Uh, 92 was the year I really became a, a serious fan. And uh, Davy was my driver. I had picked him. And, and you know, of course, we lost him not too, too long after that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, definitely uh, it's tough to articulate, you know, because I didn't really yeah. – I understood what was going on at the time. But also racing was one of those things where people just, you know, fatalities were common enough. And Alan mm-hmm. Kowicki had just passed as well. So it was one of those things where – maybe I'm getting my timeline mixed up there. But it wasn't the first no, death had. of the year. Um, yeah. And then not too long after that was Senna and all these other guys. So, like, back in those days, it wasn't uncommon to hear this, but just the circumstances surrounding it, and it was just like, fuck. (laughs) A very harsh reality of uh, just how dangerous and how much is put on the line. Even to this day, um, people tend to forget how incredibly uh, dangerous racing is and how much of a risk it is uh, for those folks to go out there and put on a show for us. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I will uh, have, a, have one for Davey right now and uh, right. wish you all would do the same out there. Yeah. And Bobby's still alive. If, still. Which, yeah. And then. I didn't want to bring the mood of the show down. Just wanted to bring that up because he was my first favorite driver. And if it wasn't for him, I don't and then think Cliff, I, Clifford died not too long before that, too. So losing both yeah, of your sons year within a year is, yeah. And then Bobby's still alive. I, I can't imagine the weight that he's had to carry around. So, yeah. Jesus. Well, I, let me just just to to bring the mood even further down or back up. <laughs> that makes me feel really old. But also, this is way off topic. I learned that Ron DeSantis is only forty four years old today. That is crazy that and you that- mentioned that because uh, my buddy mentioned that too. Uh- forty four, nineteen seventy eight, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> he is effectively in, in quotes our age i have friends that i drink with that are that age and that man is not going to be president but he's fucking 44 <laughs> blew my yeah. fucking mind yeah that's that's alarming because yeah i'm only barely four years older or younger than him so yeah yikes yeah so anyways yeah, so life is uh, precious folks <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, the sanctity of life, uh, I guess we can get into our dart for the week right now. Oh, so uh, real quick, Rob, did you get the text I sent you? No, I did not. Let's see. Uh, check it. Mike didn't get the link wrong. Well, that's really all the oh. text said. But Yeah, we're about to invite our guest on the show here. And I suppose we can, once, uh, while I'm adding him, we can talk about the dart for the week. Or maybe he can discuss it, too. Because this one is more of a human interest kind of story here. Let me just punch his email address in real quick. Well, let's. Well, By the way, folks, if you're starting your own podcast, uh, I recommend using CleanFeed. It's what we use. There's almost zero latency. The auto, audio quality is all right, and it's really easy to have guests. So if you're thinking of starting your own podcast, this is not an ad. By the way, this is just me as I'm using the fucking thing. Um, I recommend using CleanFeed. So CleanFeed.net. But uh, we have enough fucking podcasts in the world. Don't start one. And uh, speaking of our next <laughs> guest, he has his own podcast, which is pretty good too. First Seven Inch Club. So we're going to get Mike on the horn here. He'll probably pop in in a second. But while we wait for him to show up, uh, yeah, we do have a dark of the week, uh, as you guys know, and I've said for like the past month. I am going to Loudoun to get rained on this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we're camping out, be there all weekend. Uh, hopefully we get some racing in. Saturday looks pretty good. But anyway, people are already up there. I would say the campgrounds are already like a third full, and it's you know the middle of the week. 
Um, it's sold out this year, which is fucking nuts. So yeah, anyone who says NASCAR is uh, is dead is wrong. But uh, our dart for the week here uh, comes from a guy named Derek B. I found this in the New Hampshire Motor Speedway Camping and Tailgating Facebook group, which I am a, a member of because I want to see what the fuck's going on, where the party's at, you know, where the shitters are, that sort of thing. And he posts on there, just a question. Is there anyone camping there that would be able to babysit or watch a dog? Just wondering. <laughs> Which is so fucking stupid. Like, and of course the comments just lay into him. You know, don't bring your dog to the racetrack. Board your dog like a normal person. But just the fact that somebody would even ask, like, hey, I know you guys are spending all this money to spend a week and a half in a fucking dirt lot in the middle of New Hampshire, but does any of you just want to watch my dog for me while I go get shit-faced? <laughs> well, that's... Here is my thought on that. One, I've, I've, I believe I've already talked about how much that upsets me as a dog person, but second off, if you're going to camp at the track, like, if you have an animal and you have a, a place like a camper to keep them in where it, that's air-conditioned and, and quiet, that's okay. But clearly yeah. this person, if they have that, they just want to be able to go get fucked up and not have to worry about their pet, which yeah. on one hand, I, I, I at least I can kind of tiny bit appreciate that, but how about you just don't fucking bring the animal with you and find somebody to do that off <laughs> off track? So that hey, man, you, you want to watch my, you wanna watch my kids for me while I go get shit-faced? <laughs> See, that sounds that fucked is, up, doesn't it? <laughs> that dog's going to end up at the stripper tent tied to the stripper pole. Probably. That's a fact. No. That's a fact. I think we got Mike on, don't we? Is Mike here? He's mm -hmm. muted himself. He's a Yes, hello. Oh. oh, wait, this is way too high. Hello. Hello, 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 hello. There we so go. Now we got a real podcaster on the show, because I can tell because he's got compression going. Yep. Oh, nice Mike, and hot. Yeah, Mike is a... Mike is a very experienced podcaster, so I let know. me do a quick intro Love here. Um, yes, uh, Mike and I have been friends for a very long time. Uh, Mike's done a bunch of different podcasts throughout the years, and he currently does one called First Seven Inch Club, which we've mentioned before. If you're a punk hardcore metal fan, uh, it's a really cool, interesting show where they talk about uh, a lot of obscure uh, records, but also some not so obscure ones. Um, uh, Mike and I, we've gone to a ton of different shows, most of them being wrestling over the years. Uh, but this is Mike's first NASCAR race, and Mike's got kind of an interesting history with racing. Uh, growing up, his stepdad uh, raced local short tracks, but even then, uh, never ended up going to any races. Uh, but Mike, as a now grown-ass man, uh, only in the last few years, you kind of started to actually watch racing on a regular basis. Uh, so how did that happen? Like, give in your words, like, what got you into racing? Oh, it was completely gambling. That was just uh, <laughs> what, what got me involved. Um, when gambling became legal in uh, Illinois, uh, I just bet on every single sport to see which was the funnest. And uh, and racing's racing's up there. Racing's pretty fun to bet on because it's you know it's like horse racing, but a little uh, a little more humane. So, and you know I I like like <laughs> Brian said I I I watched when I was a kid and I was like pretty angsty, so I never like went with my stepdad or anything. I went to monster trucks because that's you know way cooler, but I just never uh, went to the any crossover metal of the racing world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and I just I never went to racing, and then like when I became an adult. I like vaguely kept up with it a little, but I once it switched to like Nextel, I was pretty much out of it. 
Well, I mean, even me, uh, that's kind of what I was starting to tune out to. I mean, my childhood, you know, from like what Rob said, 92, 93, up until early 2000s, uh, you know, racing was one of the biggest things in my life. Uh, but then, you know, as, as the teens kind of set in, I was getting into BMX, I was getting into music and traveling and stuff. And, uh, you know, racing just kind of fell away, you know, first after Ernie Irvin retired, he was my driver. And then after Dale died, not, not to be one of those people that's like, oh, once Dale died, that was it for me. It was, it was a combination of many, many things, but I always still kind of paid attention. I watched some stuff. I just didn't go to races for like eight years. Um, and yeah. then, you know, going, coming first full circle, ended up moving to Florida, uh, to work in the bike industry and I'm a half hour from Daytona. I can, I can't not go to races. And here we are 13 years later and I'm doing a racing podcast and just went to three races in four days. So. America's <laughs> number one ranked racing podcast, by the way, not a real statistic, <laughs> but we're going to say it. We also have Applebee's in the name of the show, so that it'll get shut down at some point. Mm-hmm. So we can lie all we want. <laughs> but Mike, this so this trip, this was our fir- your first NASCAR race, and living in Chicago, um, you know, you decided to go to Atlanta instead. Um, obviously, you and I talked about this. The main reason why was money. I mean, the ticket prices were insane, and you know, we both knew ahead of time we weren't be able to see shit, and. You know, you as an actual Chicago resident understand that, you know, a few miles in the city, it's like a whole different fucking state. You you didn't live that close to it anyways. So there are many different reasons why. And also we had friends in Georgia and it, it made more financial sense just to make that trip and also hang out with old friends and rather than go to Chicago. Right. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it was basically the same amount of money to go to uh atlanta than it was chicago and even if i did spend it i had no interest in the concerts which was tacked on and i would have been upset that they got canceled too because it's like part of the price so and i'm smart enough to know watching a street race or a road race or whatever is going to be pretty terrible not worth the money yeah i mean after <laughs> kind of seeing how it worked out like you know, I was impressed. I still don't know if I'd necessarily want to go next year. Maybe if tickets were cheaper. Um, I mean, it's a good excuse to go and hang out. It means other shit to do in Chicago. So it's not like I'd be yeah. bored. But, um, you know, plus the fact that, you know, we missed all the rain and stuff. Not that we didn't deal with a little bit of rain in Atlanta, but yeah. not to the level that uh, we would have in Chicago. So it all ended up working out for the best. But um, before we get into the actual race itself, I thought I was coming into this weekend you know, I, I knew your experience with racing, but I thought everyone else we were going with had completely no clue as to what they were in for, but that actually <laughs> wasn't the case. Um, you know, our friend Dave, who is another Albany resident or former Albany resident, I didn't, didn't know that he'd actually watched racing for years and he grew up going to Lebanon Valley too. Um, so it was cool that he kind of knew what was up. Uh, and then also, uh, Wes, who is, uh, this dude from Boston that, uh, our friend Daniel, kind of brought into the group uh, he'd actually been to a bunch of races at new hampshire and actually saw adam petty's fatal wreck uh so they weren't all you guys weren't all novices uh sawyer uh funny enough did call me the nascar sherpa for the trip which <laughs> I, I i found <laughs> vaguely amusing um but he did yeah both he and daniel um you know everybody kind of was asking me what the hell was going on all the time so uh, i was fine happy to answer any questions you guys had but uh 
before uh, Sawyer Sawyer lived 40 minutes or so from the track and uh, before we made our way there on Sunday uh, you know I've mentioned Mike and I are wrestling fans and we made a quick little pit stop to uh, uh, <laughs> a wrestling a wrestling landmark in Lafayette Georgia now we're not going to talk about what that landmark is just Google it. <laughs> Um, the Crispin Wall House? Yeah. Oh, come on, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we've talked Rob. about we talked about Davy Allison dying for like ten minutes. Rob, we just talked about Adam Petty and shit. Try, I, was, I was trying to be funny. Anyways, but yes, we went and saw the Chris Benoit house. because uh, we're both ghouls and had yep. to go see that. Um Mike, you also uh hell, before we even get into the race, uh we should talk about your Saturday. You did go to Babyland, which is a Georgia landmark, but yeah. you also talked that on your show. So if you guys want to hear about that story, listen to First Seven Inch Club this week. However, yes. you went to another landmark, uh, the pool room. Um, so yeah. talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, I saw that place. Uh, I, I guess it was last year's Atlanta race. They they were live from there. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were doing footage there. I was like, that place looks cool as hell. I'll never go there. And then um, I think because, you know, Dave lives down there. Dave, like uh, like you said, Dave's been watching or race, wrestling, right, racing for a couple of years. And he was originally why I was like, oh, I'll just go down and go with Dave because he Dave was going to go to the March Atlanta race and he was said it was too cold, which I don't know. Dave's from Albany. That's kind of suspect to think 50 degree weather is too cold, Sounds but like whatever. Why, yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I was like, oh, maybe I'll just go in the summer then if Dave's down. And I thought it would just be me and him. But anyways... And then, um, according to Sawyer, every place I said, like, he was like, oh, yeah, that's that's pretty close. And every place was, like, an hour and a half away. But I'm glad he was like, oh, we could go there anyway. So, uh, yeah, we went there. And it was it was pretty cool. It was um, definitely, as a city boy for almost my entire life, it was a little slow living. Um, Let me ask you a question. A, How yeah. disappointed I were love... you to find out that they don't have beer at the pool room? Uh, well, yeah. Brian tipped me off, I think, before I even got to Atlanta that they weren't a bar and it was just a diner. And I was like, I don't know. That sounds like they'd still have beer. And even Sawyer was like, there's no way they wouldn't have beer. And I was like, I don't know. I don't see it on the menu. But um, <laughs> but I mean, it, it was fine. I was like, I didn't want to say to everybody else that they might not have beer because then maybe we didn't go. But um, yeah. yeah, it was it was kind of a shock that there, there was no beer there. <laughs> True love, have uh, you ever gone in there and tried to, like, petition them? Because I know you go there somewhat regularly. Um, yeah, I mean, they've never sold alcohol there. Like, back in the 80s or whatever, you could bring in your own alcohol in, like, a cup. Yeah. But... Dumas Walker no, style? Different, different times. Yeah. But... I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe once the owner passes away, he's a little bit older. Maybe the younger kids might... His grandkids <laughs> might bring in the alcohol. I don't know. And they'll put the menu on a chalkboard and charge 18 bucks yeah. a beer. There, there was, um, they seemed to be, I guess, uh, I guess they were getting a little more customers than they would normally because the race was in town, and it wasn't really a lot. Like, when we were there, there was, like, a few other tables, but that seemed to be enough to, like, throw them in a tizzy, and uh, at one point... In the weeds. Uh, <laughs> one point, like, oh, some woman that was sitting at another table tried to order, like, a burger or something, and she said the waitress told her she'd have to wait because their griddle was full already and uh i've never heard anybody at a <laughs> restaurant say the grill was too full and uh also they, they had like a, a decent selection of shirts and uh to you know for to promote the restaurant or whatever they're 30 dollars, kind of expensive for that type of place especially yeah. in the middle of nowhere 
and uh, there was a guy in an Eric Jones Guns N' Roses t-shirt that was uh, in front of me when he's going to pay and he had like a bunch of t-shirts and the the woman that was working that had a, an inked mama t-shirt on uh, <laughs> What she for whatever whatever reason he didn't say anything but she wanted to note that they are always that expensive and they weren't that expensive just because of the race and it's like he didn't ask for that information but she just supplied it which was weird but True, and I don't know if that's all these people right uh, I, yeah I do so I love hearing like an outsider's perspective are the t-shirts really thirty dollars all the time or what yeah I think they're just, okay you okay because people come in they'll buy them so yeah yeah okay did you yeah. make it over to the museum uh, across the street. Oh, I didn't even know there was a museum. Is I would definitely would have. It's it's literally like less than half a mile down the street. It's the George oh. Racing Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, I don't. I think I was really pushing it with the Benoit House and the Babyland and everything. So I don't know if <laughs> yeah. anybody would have landmarks. put up with that shit. Yeah, one too many landmarks in a weekend for uh, my friends. So. Um. So. Uh, but yeah, the, the the food was fine. It was very cheap. It was incredibly cheap, and uh, Did it was Jug it was the fine. Bully burger? Yeah, it was it was decent. Yeah. There was a woman that was near us and that was really upset that they put coleslaw on it when she just assumed oh, it was going to be on the she, she assumed it was going to be on the side, Wait, which the is a weird thing to assume. Yeah, it's yeah. a slaw burger. It, it is and Dumas if, Walker. If you, if you say I want the bully burger, I've had friends do this. If you say you want the bully burger and then you say but I don't want slaw on it, the waitress gets very upset and she'll go, <laughs> "Well, then it's not a bully burger." <laughs> <laughs> Is that the only thing that makes it a bully burger? Uh, I think pretty much. Yeah, because yeah, everything else is like ketchup, mustard, and pickle. I think, and it's just like that's just a normal did, did burger. Not, that's kind of on the consumer, honestly. There? They have normal, no, there's normal burgers. burgers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's people are dumb. Well, that's that's not, it's uh, whatever. I guess it's not surprising. So that was your Saturday, and Sunday yep. we already talked about going to the track. Um, you know, the drive itself was okay. Uh, pulling, you know, the parking was fine. We parked fairly close in a free lot, which was uh, a little bit surprising to me. Um, I, I thought we'd be parking way farther away, but walking into the track, Mike, what did what did you what was your first thoughts like? Uh, just seeing everything and 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 whatnot. I was very hot. That was one thing. Um, <laughs> I did like how it was just kind of like a carnival of merchandise. That's a that's a pretty sweet idea. I wish other sports did that. I guess I mean, I guess like Soldier Field has the trucks outside, but it's not like to that level. So it's it's it, the whole like the whole pre-race is very accommodating for sports. I've been to just for a background for me. I've been to like every single sport imaginable at this point except like tennis, I think. So uh it's 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 extremely accommodating. Um even like when you go in there and they're just like handing out uh cool towels and waters and shit that's awesome so i thought all that stuff was pretty cool obviously the kind of like uh crazy fascist t-shirts i wasn't too into but i kind of <laughs> expected that but but yeah it's like a, it's it's like a cool deal i wish like you said we parked way too far away from the the more uh seedy sellers that go to races so i didn't get to see that part but oh, uh, are- yeah just like just the whole like carnival kind of aspect of it was pretty cool What's what's crazy to realize is, in the '90s it was like ten times bigger and crazier. Wow! Like like in the '90s, so so when we went this past weekend, I mean NASCAR now, the tra- merch trailers are basically almost team trailers. But in the '90s, every single driver had their own fucking trailer. Not yeah. so there would yeah. be. It was a lot like, more like an outlaw show. Yeah, and they, it wasn't like one conglomerate making all the T-shirts that are for sale. It's all fanatics. Like like makes for, for everybody. Um, 
for uh like say for new hampshire literally from turn four to turn one you would go in and the entire front stretch behind the bleachers just trailers that's all it fucking was and not to mention the fact that you could trade in your uh copenhagen for some skull or your uh, newports <laughs> for a carton of winston's they would oh, just man. hand that shit right out like if, if you wanted free tobacco you would you would stock up with a few months worth just going to a race back then <laughs> yeah um, nowadays, you just, you know, like Mike said, stickers and fascist T-shirts and things like that. So. Um, we should also, though, before we get into the, the the racing, let's talk about the concessions because I know that was, uh, you know, oh, yeah. a big part of this trip. And let's talk about the issues we had with the concessions. Yeah, I got questions about this, but yeah, please. Okay. So I, I do this for every arena I go to is look up the concessions. Because uh, I'm very interested in stuff like that. And if you go to the Atlanta Motor Speedway and you search in concessions, it brings you to this this map. And it shows you all the concessions. And it's like all cool sounding things. Like everything on it sounds really awesome and amazing. And even there's like Papa John's all over the place, which actually wasn't there. And um, none of that stuff was true. None of it. I was going to say, it's an SMI track. I know exactly where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> no, none, of it was, none of it was true. Uh, the only thing that was true was our friend Daniel walked like we were in the champion section and uh, he walked all the way down to the Earnhardt section, which was like 38 miles away as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and he told Sawyer that there was Sawyer's a vegan. He told Sawyer there's a vegan cheesesteak down there. And I was like, there, I was like, he's fucking with you. There's no way. And Sawyer was like, yeah, you're, you're fucking lying. Wait, Fuck that's you. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. This we uh, one. like wow. several hours later, we uh, like when we were home. He was still, he was like, I swear to God, it's true, blah, blah, blah. And I looked it up. I looked up Atlanta Motor Speedway, uh, vegan cheesesteak, and it brought me to a secret concessions menu that was all true. It was the actual list of, uh, of things that were there. So I don't know what they have on their, their website and why they don't have this other one that I found on some other website. But So there's no uh, Australian but, meat pies or fucking no. like wontons? So gangster egg rolls? Yeah. Yes, that's well, what I'm getting to. So, yeah. so we're, we wanted the gangster egg rolls. Um, we have those, they're not called gangsta egg rolls, but we have those in Chicago too. Like the same kind of deal of putting like basically here in Cleveland. Yeah. You put like a whole meal's worth of food inside of an egg roll, but Daniel, Mm -hmm. Daniel really wanted them. I just wanted them for the, for the laughs and uh, we're looking all over the place and, um, Brian was like, why don't you just ask somebody? I was like, cause they're not going to know. It's not like these people live here. They just uh, work here. And unfortunately, I was, I was carrying around one of those cooling towels, and this woman was like, hey, do you want some ice for your towel? And I was like, yeah, sure. And so I was, I was filling it up, and Brian uh, says, hey, do you know where the egg rolls are? But the only problem is she was the only Asian person in the whole entire building. So, so, so it didn't come off yeah. too good. So listen, hey, listen. How many, how many T-shirts credit. did you buy, Brian? <laughs> to, to my credit, to my credit, A... We we we'd been we'd been we'd been ingesting some some drinks we've been and some drinking other stuff before the race, and this woman, I immediately realized my mistake, and I was incredibly apologetic, and she took it in stride, and she laughed it off, and and I you know, all was well. She was totally nice about it. Here's my question for you: Did she know where it was? No, no. She had no idea. No idea what the yeah. fuck you're talking about. No. Okay. And and after That's the fact, even worse. after the fact, I think I don't know. I guess I think either you or Daniel or somebody looked it up. Um, 
the Gouda boys who were the ones who were making these gangsta egg rolls, we'd found their Instagram, which hadn't been updated since 2019. So like yeah. this roster of foods that was on the Atlanta site, pre COVID, I, th- I think we gathered it was some yeah, sort maybe. of festival that happened there. Like yeah. it wasn't even a racing related because all the foods and shit just didn't, didn't make sense. There had to have been a thing where there were more people than there would be at a normal race. Or yeah, so. maybe it was pre-COVID. I swear to God, it says like updated for 2023 or 2022 season or something on it though. But yeah, because it also lists like a Papa John's in every single area of the uh, of the of the raceway, and you would assume that means they have some kind of sponsorship. And there was zero Papa John, so I don't know what the deal was. Yeah, you don't really yeah, tend to find any at all. All of the SMI owned tracks, it's all kind of the same box standard yeah. orange cheese on top of something <laughs> variety yeah. of food. I mean, yeah, it, the stuff. I mean, we, we all got something to eat, and you know, it was fine. Again, compared to other sports and while i definitely have been to as many other sports as mike has i mean that's the one thing about nascar in general i mean again not only can you bring your own food and drink in in general the concessions are are overall a lot cheaper than most other sports but you 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 shamed me because i was talking about making sandwich first and you said i sound like your mom and (laughs) that seemed like that would have been the way to go i wish i really made sandwiches i would have been sick that's a fact i see I, I had never been to Atlanta, so I didn't necessarily know what to expect either with concessions. I just know when I go to Darlington, like Darlington stuff is way more affordable than Atlanta. It's way closer. So, yeah, it's I don't even – I just eat shit there. You know, I bring beer and stuff yeah. in, but I mean just eat whatever they have at the track. Plus also uh, that track tends to have – they always have their own special throwback items. Um, so I always got to get those. And even just the regular basic food at Darlington is, is pretty – affordable whatever that's that's enough food chat um (laughs) now we did meet up with ashley and hung out for a little bit before uh the race in the cooling tents and um, yeah how was your day leading up to all this true love where were you up until that point uh just having a heat stroke in the parking Mm -hmm. lot i did get to (laughs) see uncle kenny live in the flesh that was cool oh the trackside live yeah he was on stage with uh richard childress and larry mcreynolds so that's cool. That was a fun little chat. The- that was before you guys got there, though. Yep, you were with the whole family and buddy, and uh, I met met your mom and everything. That was nice. Oh, um, that's nice. Yeah. And family. while I thought our seats were a lot closer to each other, in reality they were not. Um, were you? We were way yeah. underneath the uh, underneath the the suites and stuff. And were you guys actually out in the sun or no? Uh, we were like a few rows down below where the covering starts so okay so uh, before we get into the race and and whatnot i want to say a couple things about the track from from my perspective um never going there before and knowing how much history atlanta has i think when i was actually there in the flesh it was a bit surreal and also just how much how little the track looks like it did in the 80s and 90s like it's completely unrecognizable like they've yeah. they've well, it's uh, a d now it didn't used to be <laughs> well i mean aside from that but i mean even just knowing that the old start finish line was what is now on the back stretch and like just thinking right, back yeah. to like you know the 92 500 and all the races and just like how all that stuff happened on that stretch of the track and it looks absolutely nothing like yeah it might uh, as well be a did. completely different facility yeah which in saying that, I mean, Darlington is sort of similar in the sense that, you know, uh, they switched the start-finish lines, and, you know, previously the old start-finish line had those, uh, that front stretch had that big, massive 
tower and it just looked so much visually different that said the track still races the same and you know i think overall that track isn't too much different than it was in the 90s whereas atlanta um just absolutely completely it's not even the same as it was two years ago so yeah yeah so that was you know for as cool as it was to be there i think that was a little bit of a stark reality for me to see in person um but it is what it is i mean i i knew what we were getting into there um and then yeah as far as the race itself so i mean like what just talk about it. i mean what was it like seeing that stuff live the sounds the the sights and and just having that all right in front of you as opposed to watching from your phone and watching from tv uh i think the i think like the big difference is that when you watch other sports on television it all looks gigantic and then you go there and it's kind of it's still big but it's like manageable and you you see it and you're just like i could pay attention to everything and i kind of figured that's what it would be like uh at at an actual track but it's not it's it's still it's gigantic still Mm -hmm. and it's like you can't really pay attention to everything that's going on at once you have to kind of focus on uh, on a couple things and uh so that that's it's it's one of the few sports that's like that i think but did you have um, a scanner the, or like a radio or anything like that no i was hoping my phone would be uh would be strong enough have a strong enough signal to get the scanner but it wouldn't work so oh, no. i couldn't yeah, it, um, it works sucks it works at Darlington, um, and it even kind of worked at Wilkesboro. I was surprised it didn't really work at Atlanta. I figured they would have their internet and shit sorted out, um, yeah. but they did. I think we're just too high up, and I think because we're under the suites. Because like when I would go down to get food or go to the bathroom or something, it would, it would the internet was back on and I could hear the scanner. But it was just I think we might have just been too high up or yeah. something. A pro tip yeah, for that- all the listeners out there: it's always if you can, the scanner rental's nice. But if you just buy a cheap old like unit and police scanner off ebay for like 40 bucks that'll do the trick <laughs> or even an fm radio because all those are broadcast over fm and you get the broadcast but we've talked about this show didn't. before but that i didn't know yeah my, my bandmates will do that because they're they're not nut jobs like i am and obsess over this stuff like i do so they're, they're fine with an fm radio and all that but uh yeah you can we've talked about it on the show before but if you have a scanner you can tune into the tv or mrn or radio broadcast or whatever commercial free and it's it's pretty cool so yeah uh but yeah like it's so it was was definitely large but at the same time i don't i don't feel like i catch a lot as much as i want to on tv either so it wasn't like a letdown or anything it was just kind of a different feeling i guess yeah. and it's um, kind of nice to have the choice on what you focus on right that, yeah, that's yeah, how I yeah, feel yeah anyway like yeah. you're kind of forced to watch one thing on television where there's yeah. so much going on on the racetrack and sometimes watching a guy struggle in 30th place is more entertaining than the actual race <laughs> yeah that's what i was gonna say like one of the things i did enjoy about it was i like mundane parts of sports and it was cool that because like Harrison Burton got a flat like very early on and it was cool just seeing him just struggle the whole entire time because you would never see that on television you, they would never show Harrison Burton like being so far out of the draft and just right. <laughs> just going by like so far away from everybody else so that was pretty cool and and one thing I was very happy with um, we don't have to necessarily get into the particulars of like on track action but um you guys, for your first race, got to see a really, really excellent race. Um, that was I mean, good. not even pretty much every everybody in media that I've, you know, listened to or read the last few days. I mean, everyone was raving over that race. Uh, you know, obviously fans were not super happy with 
the outcome at the end, which we'll we'll talk about in a second. But uh, from shit. from from bringing you guys there and and just how how good the actual on racing on track racing was and there was so much passing and so much action and there were wrecks and and it was just really good and i've been to plenty of bad boring races like i was at the i was at the jeff burden race where he led every single fucking lap um, <laughs> the fact that you guys had the exact opposite of that um that's the kind of stuff that you know from my perspective as a lifelong fan who is kind of helping introduce other fans into this like this is how you guys get hooked into this shit is going to a race and having it be a really good race. So, you know, I was very, very happy that you guys got to witness that. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty sweet. Obviously the, uh, the end kind of sucked, but not really, it really only really sucked because like I didn't win any money and it was like, I'm pretty sure <laughs> I would have won money if they continued yeah. the race because all my yeah, guys I mean, were right there, but they fucking yeah, stopped the race. It, it, I don't think anybody was really happy with how that panned out, but I mean, yeah. we, you know, you and I, we, you know, we were watching the weather for weeks prior to this and, and I expect there to be at least a little bit of rain somewhere. Um, I'm glad it happened the way it did, as opposed to us having yeah. to sit through hours of, of rain delays and lightning delays and all the other bullshit. That's a right honestly, passage in its own right, I suppose. And, yeah. and honestly, I think it's, it was a benefit for the people there that didn't watch NASCAR regularly because, yeah, I've watched it. That. Yeah, because, you know, the final 10 laps would have just been Rex and we would have been there till like midnight and they would have been pissed off and instead they want to go back in March. So, I think I think it was a blessing that there was a yeah. rain uh, <laughs> a rain out at the end. Yeah. And and I don't know, I don't know what the fans got on TV um from what was going on at the actual track weather-wise, but I mean, I was getting texts like where we were sitting, which I'll say this real quick, I didn't love sitting underneath the suites. It felt weird. Like I, it's the first race I've been to where I was had a covering over top of me. Like I'm, I'm just used to he, like the sound being different and 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 all that. And it was just a little strange being underneath the suites. But uh, we also couldn't really get a great sense of what was going on weather-wise. And you know, I was getting texts, "Oh, there's rain in turn four. There's this, that, and." From where we were sitting, we couldn't really tell much of, of that at all until, like, it was, you know, incredibly apparent that it was actually fucking raining. Um, that said, I mean, at the track, you know, once they actually called it, the weather picked up pretty fast. And while it yeah. didn't turn out to be a massive downpour, like, I think we were all fearing, like, we were able to make it to the car with only barely getting rained on. Like, it didn't really, it was more windy than it was rainy really but there was lightning i mean there was lightning happening for probably the last 20 laps of actual racing and i figured they would have called a lightning a lightning hold at some point there but i don't know if maybe the lightning was actually farther in the distance um than it, it would have been to cause that delay or they just wanted to well let's fuck that and let's just try to get as much green flag racing in as we can but um definitely expected to get completely dumped on while it didn't that didn't happen you know i i was completely fine with them calling it because uh it's sure if they had tried to get it restarted it would have been at least an hour to two hours before they got that in and yeah like like mike was saying all of our friends would have definitely been over that hell i would have been over that at that point like i <laughs> like i was telling them it's like they're gonna call this and you know you, we can stick around if you guys want but you know, I'm totally fine with leaving because, like, I, I know how this is going to pan out. So, um, so yeah, I mean, so 
I guess to sum it all up, I mean, yeah, William Byron won. People weren't happy. It is what it is. I mean, they all knew the rain was coming, and they were racing their asses off. I mean, they really were racing their asses off the whole race. And, you know, one thing that came out of this weekend was people saying between this weekend and Chicago, well, shorter races need to start happening, and I think that's total bullshit. I think it I, – I, I don't want to see – I don't want to see Atlanta go to 300 miles. Uh, I think they were racing hard long before the threat of rain was real and it would have continued till the very end had the rain not come. So for anybody to say that race would have been better had it just been 300 laps, like you're an idiot and you're, I don't know, you must not like racing enough if you don't want to see a race like that go to its full length. Yeah, let's let's just play like two periods of hockey. How's that sound? The TV window. Go fuck yourself. Um, but at, I mean, Ashley, so do you have any, any notes from your experience? Uh, this is just us dudes up in the, up in the raft. Did you find the egg rolls? <laughs> no, I brought my, I made sandwiches. I actually brought my own sandwiches. See? So. All right, all right. Well, fuck me then. <laughs> no, I mean, I've been to Atlanta a bunch over the years, so I was just curious to hear your, your first time takes. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I really liked it. Um, you know, uh, I know we already talked about possibly doing this again in March, and uh, Dave, uh, who we mentioned before, he's actually considering going to Darlington in September, which I told oh. him I'd be down for as well. Not that I, not that I have a plan, you know, totally concrete yet, but uh, there's Same. a good chance I go down there. And, yeah, and I'm, I'm actually, that, I've got that on my uh, potential radar as well. So. Yep, and and all four of you are, are welcome to to come crash my parents place about an hour away if you want to so Ooh. that's mine but in your favorite town of myrtle beach no they're in loris they're not <laughs> in myrtle, beach, myrtle baby yeah so even even shittier town than myrtle beach but uh and darlington's close charlotte. to charlotte too which it's always cool to go check out race shops and museums and the hall of fame and all that bullshit mm-hmm. uh it's close enough to get that experience so yeah yeah for sure i recommend that yeah, so Mike, it, it it this was it. So this isn't going to be your last race, is it? No, uh, I did I did want to talk about some people watching though, because that's that's my. Oh my yes, problem. I was, I was going to say we should if y'all were sitting next to any. No, huh? um, the, what, the only, what I, we were sitting next to some old family, uh, and there yeah. was one kid that much like uh, much like our buddy at North Wilkesboro, this teenager mm-hmm. could not have given two fucks about being there. Like, he was in and out of his seat and just, like, looking at his phone the whole time and, like, not wearing any racing gear. And That's one of my favorite, like, and it's, I've never really thought about this until we're discussing it now, but the bored, petulant child at a racetrack is one of the funniest, like, social situations you can witness. Like, with the hoodie, like, pulled completely over their head, the iPad out, just, like, the most awkward, like, triangle-shaped, you know, positions they can, like, bend themselves into to not be in that moment at that time and just trying their hardest to disassociate. But it's so fucking loud. And <laughs> it always brings me to, great joy. <laughs> the kid next to us was definitely old enough to have been able to be left alone at home. So I, I don't know why the fuck he was there. He must have just agreed to go to be something to do. But uh, that was, yeah, that was, at least next to us, that was it. But. Mike, I know you've got notes, so let's hear them. I, yeah, it wasn't as I was. It's mostly all positive stuff. It's usually I really focus in on the, the freaks and weirdos, the places I go to. But it wasn't too bad. Uh, I will. I'll say that the crowd was way more diverse than I would have ever imagined. Uh, not so much 
male to females definitely a lot more males than females but uh, as color wise and age wise there was a lot more diversity than I expected I think it's pretty cool that it's a sport and I'm sure NASCAR doesn't think it's cool but I think it's pretty cool that it's a sport that there's a lot of grandpas and grandmas there and uh, that's not like a thing you see at many other sports you see it at baseball a little but it, it kind of depends on agree, team man. day I like that yeah yeah it's cool and like 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 uh, brian said the guy the kid next to us with he that was definitely not his parents they were definitely his grandparents and uh they like you know the the dad had like a uh, one single can of coors light and he had like or the grandpa i mean had one single can of coors light he had a pack of chocolate chip cookies <laughs> and a sandwich and i was like this guy fucking rules yeah and, he's uh, been doing was... it for like 40 years at least yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and that's why i knew like the race wasn't gonna gonna uh Start again because like as soon as they went under rain uh all the grandpas got up and left they were just like this is it this is over <laughs> that was cool um i saw a couple dudes i'm i go to a lot of wrestling so i kind of am used to people cosplaying as wrestlers and stuff like that but i saw a couple dudes which i didn't know existed that wear like sublimated fire suits and i didn't know that that was a thing and <laughs> and that's way worse than cosplaying as a wrestler oh yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> well that's some Mike, basement well, level shit well, well we Quite did literally well we did see those there was one guy you pointed out who was actually wearing a real like Kenny yeah. Wallace square D uniform, which those, those yeah. actually, th those it pop up Kenny. way more. He, he, he was actually he probably, on stage with uncle Kenny before you guys got there too. They brought I was, him up on stage. Okay. I was about to say, I'm assuming he'd done that to, to have that moment, which makes sense. Yeah. But at Darlington for the throwback weekend, that's fairly common. I mean, everybody's wearing yeah. some old yeah. shit, but in there, you see a lot of crew uniforms. So, but at, so are the, other are race, the, it's not a thing. Are the sublimated fire suits, are those, official nascar license no. or there's somebody nope, bootlegging nope. those bootleg all bootleg <laughs> my buddy my buddy isaac who i've talked about many times um okay. isaac uh on twitter he constantly digs things digs these up finds them online he actually buys them too sometimes and he'll point <laughs> out like uh oh this was different than the photo and this is all fucked up so um but yeah none of those are none of those are legit they're all bootleg that's that's amazing uh but yeah i was it was like a cool crowd for sports i was a uh, very because you know nascar is a lot racing in general has a lot of stereotypes so you expect it to just be like all chuds and it was uh and i mean you said every track is different so i understand i want i watched the entire dirt series and the dirt series makes me feel uncomfortable crowd wise so i get it <laughs> yes I, would. I get it that every track is different but uh i was yeah i was very pleasantly surprised by the crowd at this yeah, that's yeah. That's the thing. Like I, every race I've been, even growing up, like I always saw people of all ages and, and colors and stuff um, at races. And Daytona in particular is one that you get. Daytona is is like the WrestleMania of NASCAR in, yeah. in the sense that you get tons of people who are traveling from way far out of the way. And and that crowd, out of all the ones I've been to, is absolutely the most diverse. Um, and yeah, I've also been to some with with more women um, than what we saw this past weekend. But yeah, I mean, it's compared to a lot of sports and a lot of big events, it's it's way more diverse than stereotypes would lead lead you to believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, that was Atlanta. Um, great weekend. Uh, you know, thank you so much, Mike, for organizing all this because it was a really good time. I mean, aside from the race itself, it was just you know, hell. I talked to you 
literally every day and i don't think i've seen you since before covid and yep. other people like i haven't seen in probably some of them 10 years at least in yeah. my life so Damn. it was just a really awesome time getting to hang out with everybody and i wish i got to experience uh saturday with you but, uh, <laughs> i did have i did have my own plans that day anyways but i'm, I'm glad we we hung out as much as we for did, sure so. Yeah, man, there's no better place to spend a Saturday night or a Sunday afternoon or night uh, than the racetrack, in my opinion. It's a nice nice place to go drink some beers if you don't care. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> hopefully we get to hang out uh, and do that same thing in Darlington. If that all yeah, works out, be, that'd be fucking tight. Hell, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up this week's trip to Applebee's. Uh, Mike, you get to lead off the, the plugs this week um, since you're the guest. Hey, if you like what I heard, you heard here from me, I do not ever talk about sports on my other podcasts because I'm not allowed to, but I do a podcast <laughs> called, for, for, called uh, First 7-Inch Club, and it's about records. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it, you know, if you're in a hardcore punk or something and you want to hear two dudes, like, just skewer, like, an old record that you've probably never heard of, it's a pretty fun time. We're pretty funny guys, if I do say so myself. And uh, we do talk about food and stuff every once in a while. I love food. I can't stop talking about it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, if you want to check that out, it's for 7-Inch Club. I'm also on Twitter at VRTL Pros, uh, which is an old wrestling podcast I don't do anymore, but I keep the Twitter and uh, that's that's about it for Seven Inch Club on Instagram too. If you hate, if you like punk and hardcore, but you hate listening to podcasts, I post like old scans, old flyer scans, and cool old uh, zine ads and stuff like that. So you could check that out too. By the way, I just want to say real quick, uh, I didn't know there was a groundwork from Connecticut. I know the Arizona <laughs> one, but the yeah. Connecticut one was a complete shock to me. So you learn new things every day if you follow uh, him on Instagram. So yeah, I recommend yeah. the podcast and the account as well. Yeah, I'm gonna go there listen go. to hear your account of Baby Land General because I grew up going there, so I can't <laughs> so wait to hear. So fucking weird, man. I... It, was, it was a fun time for sure. Definitely a fun time. <laughs> perfectly normal to me. <laughs> I did. I did watch the birthing video, and yeah, that was <laughs> birthing video. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as always, uh, you can follow us at Meet Me at Applebee's on Instagram and Meet Me at DeBees on Twitter. Uh, I'm not signing up for Threads because I'm not. <laughs> you I, that, I, you I let that blow over. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate doing social media as it is. I don't need another fucking thing to do. So whatever, leave that to other people. Uh, I'm Speedway Screens on everything and SpeedwayTSJ.etsy.com. I'm still Snake Mountain underscore True Love. Yeah, that was a little more enthusiastic than the past couple yeah. weeks. But. I'm trying. I'm trying over here. Yeah. Uh, Rob Motes underscore unofficial everywhere. I am not on threads either. The only threads I know is that terrifying BBC movie about nuclear winter, which uh, if you want to <laughs> fuck yourself up, go ahead and YouTube that shit. But <laughs> band's called These Wild Plains. You just type that into the internet. You can find us. Uh, we'll all be hanging out in the X lot all weekend at Loudon. It's going to rain like crazy, but we're going to have a lot of beers. And I think we're going to the Black Flag podcast party. I'm going to swing over there and try and buy a hat and see what happens on the stripper poles. It's, it tends to be how it goes over here. Loudon is Yankee Talladega. I'll say that. So we're going to have a blast nice. up there. And we're all the way in the back of the X lot. Uh, if you want to come have a beer with us, uh, I forget what row we're in, but if you just keep walking, we're out by the tree line and we'd love to hang out with you. So, uh, yep, hopefully to see some of you guys out there at Loudon this weekend. Yes, sir. All right, folks, thanks for joining us again at Applebee's, and we'll talk to you all next week.